0: News and more, including state-by-state reports on the nation's premier youth organization. This is FFA Today on Rural Radio 147.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's FFA Today. I'm your host, Janet Atkinson. Well, we hope all of you had a sensational National FFA Week. And now that it's drawn to a close, we have the chance to catch up and take inventory of all the festivities, starting with the National FFA CEO, Mark Peschel. Now, Mark, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Give us a few of the highlights from the big week.
0: Well, thanks for having me on the program. I really think National FFA Week is that opportunity for students from all across the country, all 700,000 of them, to participate in activities at the local level Uh, and to really give back to their communities. And so we uh, awarded the 10,000th jacket from the Give the Gift of Blue program, which provides for a jacket for members that might otherwise be unable to afford one themselves. That was a big day for a young lady in uh, Indiana. We also had a very successful Give FFA Day, uh, 1,100 donors, which was a record. uh, gave over $200,000. And I think the significant thing about that is over 40% of those dollars were designated back to state associations. So we're really spreading the love, so to speak, and ensuring that uh, we are are seeing appropriate funding, both on the national and on the state and local chapter basis. Uh, And this is also the week when our national officers, our national FFA officers, have the first opportunity to go out on their own, visiting chapters and members all across the country, from literally from Maine to Hawaii and from the Virgin Islands uh, as well out to the West Coast.
1: And you got to hear from a lot of students all across the country also. Uh, what sort of comments stood out to you about what the FFA has to offer them?
0: Well, I think that, that often we, we consider that, that these students are, are simply focused on their agricultural education programs and their own leadership development, which is which is accurate. But they also are involved in their communities. Uh, The Fireball Chapter in California uh, worked on a remodeled senior uh, citizen center uh, to really provide a cross-generational experience for students. And in New Jersey, uh, we had students assembling birthday boxes for women and children uh, in a center that's designated for underprivileged individuals. Uh, And then you move to North Dakota, where students were tying blankets and pillows Uh, that were donated to the county social services office and the list goes on and on from hunger alleviation to projects and parks Uh, our members are are playing a very important role in not only strengthening agriculture and growing themselves but building the communities in which they reside.
1: Absolutely. Really living out that FFA motto in everything they do. Mark Peschel, National FFA CEO, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Now joining us is Tess Seibel, FFA Eastern Region Vice President. Tess, we spoke to Mark just a moment ago, and he mentioned that Give the Gift of Blue program. Now you have a few more details, so fill us in.
2: So, the Give the Gift of Blue program was established in 2015 to award deserving FFA members all across the country with FFA jackets. We gave the 10,000th jacket for the Give the Gift of Blue program to an FFA member in the state of Indiana, so now she has her very own jacket with her name on the front. We actually had an all-school assembly where everyone at her school is able to celebrate her as she begins this piece of her FFA journey and has a chance to celebrate with her very own jacket. An FFA jacket, and especially one with uh, your name on it, a lot of our alumni still have their jackets. There's something about an FFA jacket that helps a student realize that they are a part of something much bigger than themselves and also validates that student and helps have a sense of belonging within our organization. And when the student feels like they belong within FFA, uh, they have the permission to try new things and to make mistakes, but also get up and try again, but to also set big goals. And awarding an FFA jacket to a new FFA member is really, really exciting as a national officer because the story that that student chooses to tell within that jacket is completely up to her, but this is just the beginning of her FFA experience. I grew up with an ag teacher as a father, and so I remember going to the shop and helping out with FFA things since I was a little little toddler helping him out, but I've seen how ag ed Transform students into confident individuals who are able to step up and be a positive influence in their local communities.
1: Thank you, Tess. And for more on the Give the Gift of Blue program, just visit FFA.org slash Give And as Tess mentioned, that 10,000th FFA jacket that was awarded during National FFA Week, and we have the recipient with us now, Allison Burns, a sophomore from North Miami County in Indiana. Allison, congratulations to you. Now, tell us about your experience and what it means for you to wear the jacket.
2: Well, I found out about this jacket at the beginning of the month. I was shocked and surprised when I found out about it because I never expected this jacket to reach such a small, rural school. Um, I met Tess, the national officer. She was super kind, and she's a great model to all the members. Receiving this jacket gives me the chance to further my journey in FFA and partake in activities that would have been difficult without one. I hope that I can become a role model while wearing this jacket and encourage others to join the FFA organization. So how did you get involved in the FFA? Well, my friend Audrey really encouraged me to join, and it really took off from there. I just saw the way that agriculture took a part in their lives, and they developed so many great skills from this program, and also grew lifelong memories that they will keep for a lifetime. Our school is super big in FFA, and they've had a lot of success in it, and just seeing that and the way that it encouraged their lives and had such a big influence in it is really what pushed me to join. Well, congratulations
1: again to you, Allison, and we can't wait to see where the jacket leads you. Again, Allison Burns, proud recipient of the 10,000th FFA Blue Jacket. And as we know, many, many members have worn the blue and gold over the years, and although the jacket may now hang in the closet, they never really leave the organization behind. So with us now is Josh Rusk, Executive Director of the FFA Alumni and supporters. Josh, welcome to the show. Tell us more about the sector of FFA membership you work with.
3: Yeah, well, thank you very much, Janet, and always great to talk with you. We recognize our former members and those supporters that have come on board to really help promote FFA and share the value of what FFA has done for them. And so we look towards our our former members, our alumni We know we've got a little over uh, more than 8 million former members within the organization, and we're really looking for them to check in with us and let us know where they're at, kind of update their information so we can uh, reach out to them and help them share our story and, and how we have been successful in helping them find a successful career within the ag industry or any industry that they've gone into.
1: So how exactly should you go about checking in?
3: Yeah, so it's really easy. They just go to FFA.org backslash check-in and uh, click the check-in button and we really are asking them just to provide us with their name, uh, their email address, phone number, and the year they graduated if they were a former member or if they're a supporter just giving us that information. Well, the main reason we're doing this is we a lot of our information went digital back in 2013 and so prior to that was all on paper. And so we don't have a real good record of our former members, and we want to be able to keep them in the communication loop the way they want to be. So it gives them the opportunity to kind of identify once they check in, how do they want FFA to communicate with them, and how can we help them share our story and what it is. And not only that, but also we want to be able to continue to develop them. And so we're looking at how can we be a help professionally develop them, uh, make some connections for them, How do we provide them benefits that are from being attached to the organization and really kind of becoming what we've identified as an organization that starts in seventh grade, but really goes forever. And so we've really kind of monikered the name uh, for our alumni, those that are members that are forever blue.
1: Well, Josh, thank you very much for all of the hard work that you do to help keep the millions of FFA alumni in the loop. And, of course, thanks for taking the time to be with us today. Now, finally, alumni aren't the only ones supporting the organization. There are also a number of great partner companies eager to lend a hand to the future of agriculture. One of those is Tractor Supply Company, which sponsors the Grants for Growing program. And tractor supply marketing specialist Skyla Colston is here with us now with those details. Skyla, why is it so important for your company to support this organization?
2: Tractor Supply has been a supporter of the National FFA organization since 1985. Uh, We're really proud to support FFA's motto of learning to do, doing to learn, and earning to live and living to serve uh, by annually facilitating two fundraisers and sponsoring various events and programs for the organization. Tractor Supply believes in the future of agriculture, and we're committed to supporting the youth of our country who live the out-here lifestyle. So, Grants for Growing is an annual fundraiser and competitive grant program designed to support FFA chapters across the country that want to make a difference in the lives of their communities through sustainable agriculture-focused projects, um, funds to support the grants are raised in stores and online at chaptersupply.com through the sale of FFA paper emblems. Um, chapters will be able to submit grant applications through May 1st. Um, in the past, funds have been requested to purchase vegetation, chickens, drones, And tools for projects ranging from poultry production to landscape management and beekeeping. Since its start in 2016, Grants for Growing has raised more than $3.2 million for the National FFA organization impacting more than 127,000 students.
1: Well, I know that all of these grant recipients across the country are certainly thankful to have you as a partner. And again, students can apply for those grants now through May 1st. That's Tractor Supply Marketing Specialist Skyla Colston on the phone with us. Well, stay tuned. We'll meet with an Indiana alumni who is using her smarts as a PhD student and her title as a beauty queen to advocate for agriculture. Hear from her next on FFA Today.
2: I know that you all loved being an FFA member
1: just as much as I did. But I'm excited to let you know that your experience doesn't have to end when you lay down that jacket. There are so many opportunities for you to stay involved and connected. So why don't you join us at FFA.org. Welcome back to FFA Today here on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM. And as promised, we have a special guest in studio joining us. We are talking with Hallie Wright. She is Miss Collegiate Indy, which means that she is representing the collegiate programs of Indiana. She is a FFA alum. She is a graduate student, a PhD student right now. We've got a whole plethora of things that we can add up on your resume, Hallie. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Yeah, so I grew up in rural Indiana and... And being around a farm and raising animals really influenced everything that came after that. I was heavily involved in 4-H and FFA, and these experiences really encouraged me to pursue higher education as a graduate student, but more importantly, to focus on agriculture and how I can make a difference in feeding the world. Now, we have to admit
1: that we don't get to hear uh, many beauty queens very often that talk about agriculture. Mm -hmm. So what an exciting opportunity for you personally and also an exciting opportunity for you to represent. An industry that's close to your heart.
4: Definitely. And since Indiana is such a large agricultural state, I'm so excited to be representing this state as Miss Collegiate Indy. It's really my goal to be the first Miss Indiana to have an agricultural focused social impact initiative so that I can continue informing people from all facets of life how important this industry is and how we can use it to solve real world problems. So let's talk a little bit about
1: your background. Uh, you and I chatted beforehand. So I know, of course, you have your FFA background background, but also 4-H background as well. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, What kind of role did these leadership organizations play in your world? Yes. So they encouraged me to take on leadership possessions. Um, I remember the first leadership position I ever had was secretary of the GOATS RS 4-H club in 4-H. And that was just a wonderful opportunity for me to plan events, to get used to public speaking. And that really just carried forward throughout FFA. I did the job interview, CDE, and it's really amazing. If it wasn't for these opportunities to work on my communication skills, to know how to create a resume, I really could not be sitting here today as Miss Collegiate Indie or as a graduate student. So tell us about some of the
1: activities that you were involved in in the FFA.
4: Yes. So one of the things I love to do is we would show pigs every single year. And if it wasn't for FFA, I wouldn't have gotten that experience showing pigs. I was able to be the Section 3 director when I was a freshman in college. So my FFA career sort of got extended a year, and I was also involved in organizing events at my chapter level. I was in charge of community service, and that was something I absolutely loved getting to do, give back to my community through FFA. So as
1: we look ahead to the future, you're here in the studio, you're wearing your tiara, and you still have other steps to kind of carry your platform even further.
4: Correct. This June, I will be competing for the title of Miss Indiana, and it's Mm -hmm. going to be a week-long scholarship competition, I'll have a private interview with the judges, I'll get to showcase my unique talent of a science demonstration on the Miss Indiana stage, I'll get to talk about my social impact initiative on stage and also answer some on stage questions. Pretty exciting opportunity. Yes.
1: yes. So what kind of suggestions would you have for up and coming FFA members as they hear about you pursuing your dreams? And I do also want to come back and talk about where you're at in college right now. But what kind of suggestions would you have for these Mm -hmm. folks?
4: I think that you should really understand that, you know, if you're not involved in FFA now, or if if maybe you haven't even heard of FFA, understand that this is an extremely broad organization. It's no longer just about farming. It can help teach you about science through the FFA Science CDE. It can give you an opportunity to give back to your community like I did planning community service events. You can work on your public speaking and leadership opportunities. So really, my piece of advice is find your niche within the organization because there's no interest that doesn't align within FFA.
1: And that brings us back to uh, your college career that is still going on. Talk a little bit about uh, how you ended up following the path that you are in college.
4: Yes. So I will never forget when I was a junior, my FFA advisor, Mr. Jacobs, came into one of our chapter meetings one night, and he told us that by 2050, our global population was going to be above 9 billion people. And, you know, that, that really struck me. It made me think, wow, this is... A daunting feat, but it's something that I want to try to find solutions for. So it's really from that moment forward that I decided I wanted to be involved in plant genetics and try to improve plants so that we can fight world hunger. And so ever since then, I took AP biology in high school. I went on to get my undergraduate degree in plant genetics at Purdue University. And in order to pursue that passion even further, I'm now a PhD student at the University of Georgia in plant genetics. And it's really my hope one day to be a plant genetics professor and to work on crops that are very relevant to solving world hunger.
1: And you know, that's kind of an exciting tie-in right here that as you get your PhD and you move on into those next goals in your career, you're likely going to have some students in your classes that have FFA backgrounds.
4: Yes, and I would be so excited to work with them. Even just going back to the Georgia State FFA convention last year, it was a trip down memory lane. And FFA has given me so many fond memories. And I'm really excited for the future of this organization for other students to be able to make those fond memories as well. Wonderful. Well, Hallie, remind us, when do you compete for Miss Indiana. Yes, it will be June 17th through 20th in Zionsville, Indiana. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much for
1: joining us in studio again talking with Hallie Wright. She is Miss Collegiate Indy joining us here on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XL. More to come right after this. Thanks for tuning into this week's show. And now we head south to the natural state. That's where the Arkansas Department of Agriculture introduces us to the 2019-2020 state officer team.
5: My name is Anna Mathis. I'm currently serving as the 2019-2020 Arkansas FFA state president and I am from Valley Springs, Arkansas. Whenever I got into middle school, I decided to join FFA to beat my brother because I was very competitive. But whenever I got into FFA, I started memorizing the creed, which is what all freshmen do whenever they get into FFA. And the words really spoke to me and I took heart to them and kind of changed my mindset. And from there, I've been trying to be active and meaningful in my time in FFA. Progress is
4: um, a really big thing for me, and I think FFA gives you progress and kind of, um, you know, molds you into a good leader and a good person, and kind of also pushes you into your future sometimes, which is what it's done for me. So that's what I really like about FFA. I'm Mallie Dooley, I'm the Arkansas FFA State Secretary, and I'm from Emerson, Arkansas. I love FFA so much. I just think it's so cool that, like, you start out as an 8th grader or sometimes a 7th grader and that you can, like, it changes you so much, so it's definitely shaped me into the person I am today and it's so cool being on this side of it and seeing, like, the progress that the members are making. And that's what I really love is that it's definitely, it changes you for the better. I am Casey Williams and I'm the Arkansas FFA state reporter and I'm
2: originally from Greenbrier, Arkansas. My favorite thing ever in FFA is leadership development events and I competed in prepared public speaking at the national level, actually, and I competed and I placed fourth overall. So that was a really good experience and it just shows how your experiences in FFA can really prepare you for life. I mean, I have more confidence from competing in those events and also public speaking skills. There's so many different things you can gain from it.
0: Without these experiences that I got in FFA, I wouldn't be the person I am. And FFA not only will give you those experiences, it'll help you recognize to kind of be able to look back and see where you've been. I'm Kyler Stolarik, the Eastern District Vice President for Arkansas FFA, and I'm from Batesville, Arkansas. One of my favorite activities I did whenever I was in high school, was I competed in the agriculture communications contest, which is video editing, web design, editorial writing. Like these are all very modern things and it's amazing the scope of how far agriculture spreads.
2: I would not have the confidence or most of the skills I have now if it wasn't for FFA. My name is Braven Bell, I'm the Southern District Vice President and I'm from Mineral Springs, Arkansas. We facilitate for many different camps and we travel all over the state and represent the Arkansas FFA Association,
5: and it's just awesome. My favorite memory of FFA is actually that my parents met at an FFA horse show, and so just getting to zip up the jacket for the first time in seventh grade, it's been really impactful seeing them go through it and my older brothers, and then getting to take that on myself. I'm Julie Griffin, I'm the Arkansas FFA Northwest District Vice President and I'm from Salem Springs, Arkansas. In agriculture education we have like a three circle model, so one of those circles is FFA. So we feel that if you don't get involved in FFA you're not going to get the full experience out of agriculture education as a whole. So whether that be competing in leadership development events and learning more about parliamentary procedure or how to do a job interview or that be coming here and making valuable connections you can have the rest of your life, we feel like it's a really great organization that every student should be involved in. I feel like we have a stereotype around us, um, farmers and different things like that. And we are, we are farmers. And while we try to preach uh, diversity and inclusivity, which is amazing and which every organization needs, it's okay to stay true to your roots of farming and agriculture. But we also expand from that. We're also scientists, we're public speakers, we're businessmen. A farm is a business and farmers are really smart. They're critical people who have decision-making skills and having a diversity of human interests, not just the outside things, but also what makes us unique. That's what we're trying to promote in FFA in Arkansas and nationally as well.
1: Well, great to meet those bright young men and women. Now, finally, today, Farm Bureau Insurance of Tennessee listens in as two of its employees, agency manager Adam Tipton and the senior claims representative David Irwin, reflect on how their experiences and the skills gained as the 2004 2005 Tennessee FFA state officers have translated into their careers today. for the
0: 2004 2005. and I'm from the Lincoln County FFA FFA chapter. You know the mission of FFA is premier leadership, personal growth and career success through agricultural education. So, you know, at the base, you, you have just the agricultural education, which uh, we, we all need to know about what our farmers do, you know, where our food and fiber comes from. So that's just the base of what we learn. Uh, but from there, you've got uh, leadership growth, uh, personal growth, career success, and, and all of that I can see now in myself, you know, with, with my career uh, and just grown as a person. Uh, and I know it all comes back to, to FFA and the foundation that I, I learned there. David and I were both on the same state officer team uh, in 04, 05. We work in a line of work that places us in a situation where people are in need. When, when the wind blows and the hail falls, they're calling at right. it. They're calling us as their claims adjuster. So a lot of times we deal with people who are having a bad day. And the FFA, it really sat us down and focused about how to communicate with individuals. I mean, when the phone rings and you pick it up and you're talking to somebody, I immediately revert back to what's my personality trait? What's their personality trait? What's the best way to communicate to this individual? And I got that from Leadership 101 in the FFA. Because of what FFA has done for you, right?
1: Yes, sir. Taught me the best things that I know. Well, thanks again to Farm Bureau Insurance of Tennessee for that story. Well, that'll do it for this week's show, but if you have something that you'd like to share on the program or an idea for something you'd like to hear more about, just let us know. You can shoot us an email at ffa today at FFA.org. You can also give us a call, 855-RR-147. That's 855-776-6147. Until next week, I'm Janet Adkisson with FFA Today on Rural Radio
4: 147, Sirius XM.